today on The Breakdown. High Stakes Poker is back, baby! High Stakes Poker. It's the kind of game that changes your life. You watch it, you're transformed. And this time around, we have someone new and someone old. It's like all we need is something borrowed and something blue, and we could have a freaking wedding here. Dan Negreanu, he's the something old. I mean, it's true. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> the something new is something brand new. It's Kim Holtman. Get ready for this. This is a, a casino streamer who's playing high-stakes poker with all the big names, Patrick Antonius, Doyle Brunson, Phil Ivey, others, James Board. Sure. I mean, he's there. Anyway, uh, and Daniel Negreanu is going to do something that I don't know if he could do or would do against almost no one else at this table, I believe. Um, he's going to make a move that I don't know if he would even try, let alone have it work. And here we are, and Kim Holtman, not really an amateur, but definitely not a big-time pro, playing for lots of money in this very interesting spot. What would you do if you were in high-stakes poker? Well, Kim Holtman's going to be your proxy right now on The Breakdown. Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey, first time, no really well done. Love that music, though. Yep. I feel like you twice said high sticks boker. I did both times. Why? Well, the first time I did it by accident, the second time I did it on purpose. You know, the first time I was like, oh, that's funny. So then I said high stakes poker, and then I said some B words. I did some alliteration, and I said it again because okay. it was funny. It was me. subtle enough that I wasn't sure that you were aware you were doing it. No, I, I barely was. Uh, you, you gave me a, the slightest look when I first said it, and I was like, yep, nope, that is what came out. Yeah. And I know if we were, say, in the middle of a podcast, this would never go unchecked. <laughs> you would always <laughs> point it out, right? Yeah. So, and indeed you have. As in... In our podcast, in most podcasts, what they would do is be like, oh, we got to do that oh, part yeah. again. Oh, redo that. Oh, yeah. I, I, can you believe I it? I got to oh. do 48 hours of editing for one minute of podcast. It's <laughs> the hardest Everyone job in really the world. Cares. The audience is going to change. <laughs> the audience isn't going to listen anymore. Yeah, and we, we can put this in our blooper reel that we release once a year. It'll be hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. The whole thing's a blooper <laughs> reel, man. You fucks. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you understand... How, how to make is, a good podcast. How is the something old Daniel Negreanu? Doyle Brunson is in this hand. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I could have really sold the Doyle Brunson, Daniel Negreanu angle, and I completely forgot yeah. that was in the hand. It's Doyle and Daniel on high stakes poker in a three-way pot with another player, just like one of the classic breakdowns. Yep. Uh, Negreanu and Brunson are both wrong, featuring David yes. Benjamin lying his teeth off about his fucking intention I with meant, a hand. I meant to get you to fold the king high flush Daniel Negreanu or whatever it was, right? I think well, what ultimately happened in that hand, and I'm sure for Nine those of you flush. who have been long, long-time listeners, you're tired of hearing us talk about this because this probably comes up once every 1.5 years. Yeah, go on. But, you know, Benjamin makes a play where he has, like, a pretty good, good hand, and... I don't remember the exact hands, but Doyle has a set of queens. Yep, and Doyle Rivers has a set of queens. Negreanu has a better flush than... I think he has nine, ten of spades. Yeah, and it, which is a better flush than Benny Means, which is like four or five of spades yeah, or something. Yeah, something like that. And Benny Mean bets the river, which gets Daniel to fold his better flush. This is not what happens. It goes check, check, Doyle bets ah, his top set. Okay. Benny Mean check raises. Okay, so an flush. aggressive action is taken by David it's Benny better. Mean. It's better, though, yeah. for the story. Like, go on. Okay, so he check raises with a bad flush. Yeah. 
gets Daniel to fold with a better flush and gets Doyle to call with a set of queens. And then claims it was on purpose. And he says both of those things he expected to happen. <laughs> oh, David Benjamin. Yeah. Come on, man. Do you lie to yourself as much as you lie to the, the others? I think a lot of people who lie do. Do yeah. you think he's like, this croissant will not add any weight to my <laughs> countenance? Yeah, that's, that's probably well, low blow, man. Why do you have to go there? I, We're talking about spoken words and poker, and you're, you have to just go into that, huh? I was asking a question. Yeah, you. everybody knows that you're being an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I, maybe I was. Hey, I want to talk about something. Please it's do. High I, stakes poker. I can't wait for you to talk about it. Okay. So here's the, here's the thesis. So high stakes poker, first of all, I think we can agree. I think we have agreed, in fact, said that that was the best poker TV show ever. The original right? run of high yes. stakes poker, yeah. Right. I think, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And anyone who says that otherwise is just wrong. Or they're lying to themselves, like David Benjamin. Like, ben, like David <laughs> Benjamin with the croissant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So now Poker Go has put together high stakes poker again. Yes. And my question is, so, okay. Every week Poker Go has, like, some cash game, high stakes cash game of some sort. Yeah. Right? How is this actually different besides the branding being different? Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan and AJ Benza are the commentators. Yeah. I will say that the lineup is probably a little bit more impressive too. Yeah. Right? And I wonder if they're getting if they got lineup specifically because of the name. And maybe but but is it actually really is it really any different than, you know, Thursday night poker if they're playing for the same stakes and the does difference it is is Gabe Kaplan and AJ Benza. That is the actual difference. Okay. But is that better than like Nick Shulman and Ali Najad? It depends on what you're looking for. Yeah. I think there's probably a bit more of an entertainment factor with Kaplan. I mean, at the time, High Stakes Poker was special because it was the only truly high-stakes cash game that you could rely on and also had all the best players. And they, and they did a good job. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. No, we saw incredible hands that to this day we remember. And, right. Well, we don't talk about them anymore. We talk about a lot of poker. But I could recite many, many hands from the original High Stakes Poker easily. Yeah. Easily right now. Um, you know, that were... Like, who's ever going to forget the Jamie Gold, Sammy Farha, Aces versus Kings game? I mean, I wish I could forget that one. Why do you have to go to that one? That's like well, the most annoying I hand. It wasn't the one I was thinking when I was saying all this, but then that's the one I it's first... It's the most annoying hand in the history of high-stakes poker. Okay, okay, quick. Let's see how Let many Let me hands beg you to not put more money in for five minutes. Let's, Let, let's watch that Let's happen. see how many more hands we can name from the original high-stakes poker quickly, okay? Okay, there's obviously the Tom Dwan Queen 10 That's hand. the first one that's I was going to say. the ultimate number one best Incredible hand. Incredible There's hand. Tom Dwan calling with nine high. Against Daniel Negreanu. That's a good one. There's Tom Dwan against with King Queen of Spades against Barry Greenstein's Aces, where they get it all in, and with Tom with a pair and a flush draw, Barry wants to run it twice because it's like four hundred thousand dollars, and Tom's like, nah. Yeah, that's one. There's um, quads against uh, Negreanu's full house. Gus Hansen against Negreanu. Right. That's there's five. Um, there's Helmuth. Uh, with the seven deuce game against Mattisau, or he bluffs him off oh, of kings. Kings, that's a good one. There's also the seven deuce game where um, the guy has quad kings, right? And, and the, the other guy's seven. The deuce amateur guy raises. has seven deuce and yeah. loses two hundred k. The guy and the guy with quad kings like min raises the turn or something like that. It's like, why are you? What are you doing? Don't yeah. raise yet. You have quad. What is the guy? The guy can never call. There's the one where. Uh, Benjamin and Gila Liberté get it all in on the flop when oh. Benjamin's on the flush draw and Liberté lets him take back the rest of the money. We'll and just, just play. play for what's in the pot. Yeah. That's good. There's the Benjamin hand uh, against uh, Antonio where it's um, blind versus blind and it's Jack Deuce and Antonio's got four, three of spades and Antonio just goes for it on the flop. Yeah. Um, uh, Benjamin flops top pair, turns two pair, calls the turn, and, and, and Antonio gives up on the river when the flush card comes and when he might have been able to win it. Mm-hmm. Remember that one? There's, um, 
No, this might have been the Norm Macdonald season. I'm not entirely okay, sure, but else. it's the the Phil Lock Johnny Chan hand where it's the Full House over Full oh, House, oh, and yeah. Phil Lock just folds bottom Very Full good. House, and he's like. I, I didn't have anything. Same thing, uh, Vanessa with uh, Queens against uh, Phil Ruffin. Yeah. Where Ruffin flops a set and Vanessa just like three bets all in on the flop. And, and Norm McDonald's like, a terrible play by Vanessa. And at the time, I thought he was being harsh, but now I strongly agree with him. Actually. How about uh, how about the old uh, Phil Ruffin against Vifferhan? Classic. Yeah. Incredible. We, we don't have to keep going. You're there's right. A, we could, I could. I could definitely do a lot more. There's I also a lot more. high stakes poker events that happened, like uh, Freddie Deeb getting accused of going south <sighs> and getting very upset. In one of the one. greatest things yeah. ever. Yeah. Absolutely amazing. There's, so angry. I believe it was Sean Chacon broke Mike Mattisau's sunglasses because they were having a little tiff. <laughs> is, that this, is that also where Antonio claimed that he had $50,000 that was... Uh, Lost. Oh, that was a different season. Uh, but that, but that was, but that was high stakes. Yes, it was. That was high stakes poker, like season five. So many things. A thousand happened. percent. A million percent. I did this, and it's like oh, I got it. Never mind. It was in my my bag. And I think it was maybe season three, maybe it was season four, where Gabe Kaplan went and played for a little while and actually won. That's right. That was kind of cool. Incredible. He bluffed uh, Madison in a yeah. big pot. I remember that. I forgot about. It. He just like, and then Negreanu goes into the uh, yeah. God, those were good times. So Remember Tom, Tom Dwan shows up. Jason Mercier shows up and tries to bluff Phil Ivey in yeah. the first half hour, busts, and just leaves. And he, and he says, I should have just waited for aces. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because that would have been easy to do. Yeah, Ivy calls him with nines. Remember yeah, that? Ivy like check raises and then calls all in with nines. I, mean, I remember the Mercier thing because Gabe Kaplan said, um, I don't remember what the analogy he made was, but it was something like, this is like uh, an Olympic athlete just came into the to the pro leagues for the first time. Yeah. And he's like not used to the waters or something. Something like that. Yeah. Phil Galfon folds the chop. Oh yeah. So many things. So many, we could keep going. Yeah. For a really I mean, there's time. a lot of nostalgia stop. there for me to me. I mean, I know we've talked about this before to me. That's, that was the, the apex of my poker interest was during those mm-hmm. years because I was really getting into it then for the first time and like really starting to understand the game. It was just so exciting to see guys who were good playing at, you know, for this yeah. much money and like really battling hard. There was just, it was just pretty incredible to watch. There was really nothing like that at the time. Going back a little bit though, I do mostly agree with your premise that it's not so different than the other games poker goes offering, except for the branding associated Gabe Kaplan and AJ Benza. It's, it's like a nostalgia thing. I mean, I of. don't think you can get Ivy Negreanu and Brunson on any of their other shows. So there is that. Yeah. But why? But why really are they on this show and not another show? I don't know. Like, isn't it I all mean, the same to them? Poker, poker could actually game. pay the players more for this show. But why would they? Why would they? How because they know it's their best brand. I mean, I guess. I mean, them saying high stakes poker was back, there was a little buzz in the world about yeah. it, I will say. Anyway, it's just odd to me because it's, to me, this, it's really the same thing. That's all. It is. And, and uh, to kind of back up your point, the, in the hand that we're going to be watching now and playing now, they're playing 200-400, which is lower than the stakes of any of the high-stakes poker original run. Mm. They were really? All, they were always 3-6 or 4-8 or 5-10. It was never 2-4, really? No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, maybe uh, D-Negs doesn't have that kind of money Maybe anymore. Maybe season one was 2-4. I, I thought it was 2-4 Maybe for, season for one. a lot of it, but when, I don't really When remember. Negreanu bought in for a million dollars. Remember that? Yeah, he like people would have like thirty k back, and he'd like raise for six hundred thousand yeah. and stuff like that. He he was really into doing stuff like that for a while. Yeah, I raised one million dollars. You remember we throw those two big. Like, yeah, you know what they cash. also don't have, which is is the song. They don't really. I don't think they have the song. How could they not have the song? It's your favorite thing about high stakes poker. You love. In fact, I would bet you're gonna at some point in the next 
15 minutes, yeah. do some lyrics from the song, maybe yeah. in the next 10 seconds. It's, it's, I'm trying to suppress it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to hold it back. How many times have I heard you do lyrics from the song? I would guess certainly double digits, probably about 25 to 35 times. I mean, it's I just so good. Yeah. How do they think that's a song that they can make? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh, I really was expecting Why it. Why don't you do the lyrics? I'm, I don't need to. It doesn't burn. Do you, it doesn't burn do inside me. You have me. the Ace of Jacks, <laughs> <laughs> which is a lyric in the song. Yeah. Is it like, "Oh, you ain't going back" or something like that? He's got the Ace of Jacks and he's got the Ace of Diamonds, and he ain't going back. There it is. Got him to do it. Yeah, he fully did it. You, sort yeah. of. I you, did it, you did it on your own. I didn't do the voice. You started, but it counts. Come on. The fact that you you love saying that lyric so much. Yeah. The Ace of Jacks. These ladies ain't ladies unless they are ladies. There's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other one Grant is 100% to say if you bring up Ice yeah. Poker theme. If you guys see Grant in Vegas or at any poker thing, just bring this up. He will do both of those lyrics again. If He's you would like. like it. It's 100%. You don't have to request it. Just bring it up as if it's a normal thing. He will bring it up. He cannot help himself. That's okay. I'm just curious about the history there. Did the band write that song in two minutes? Where they're like, "You have two minutes to write a song about poker." Go, <laughs> like, <laughs> like how, how did those? How are those the final lyrics? It's a good question. Maybe this is why it didn't make it to. Uh, you haven't actually seen it, right? You're I'm not. Just, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm assuming they don't have the. Why are you assuming that? Because it's poker go, and they're trying to be all sleek and stuff. It's not like a sleek. They got AJ Benza. They're not trying to be sleek with AJ this. Benza. Has it's a brand. Back. I bet yeah. you they do have this song because it's a branding thing. Eh, I bet I'm you gonna, they do. I'm gonna have to find out now. Okay, this is great. This is what, okay. What we're gonna do is we're just gonna quietly wait while Grant tries. No, to No, we're not. You know, there's two. Go. There's two podcast hosts, so you could do something while I. Where's do Where's the other one, Grant? It's me and <laughs> where is the other one? Why don't you tell them about the people who suggested that? No, hand? what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell them about Kim Holtman a little bit. Oh, that's a good idea. That's more so, fun. So I mentioned that he's a casino streamer. Grant, when I said that, was like, "What is that?" And I had to look it up myself. So he. Does, has a YouTube channel, has a Twitch channel. They're popular, 90,000 subscribers and 60,000 subscribers, respectively. And he streams himself doing slot machines online. To me, that sounds incredibly boring. I'd rather watch peanut butter being made, but... That's actually kind of fun to watch peanut butter be made. I mean, I mean for a long for, time? No, just for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'd rather watch... I don't know. I don't know I'd rather watch between those two events now. Anyway, so he has done relatively well, I think, with affiliate income and stuff like that, because obviously he can't be making money on this, this, the, the slot machine part of it. No one makes money on the slots unless you're cheating. Uh, but that he's now playing in this high-stakes poker game, leading me to wonder truly if he's already rich. Or if we're just in the wrong video-making business. I mean, maybe we've been screwing this up the whole time. Because he doesn't even go to casinos, right? He does, like, online yeah. casinos. Yeah. Um, his most popular video is almost 900,000 views. Our most popular video is under 400,000. Yeah. So, and yeah, maybe he's... And, and he's just showing himself win money playing an online casino slot. Right. He doesn't have to... It it's takes not no even, editing. It's not even like he walked it's into a casino and, and, and touched a button. He actually just did it on his computer. He's streaming it, too. So it's just like he's just reacting to it as he does it. What? Somehow people have found maybe an easier job than even we have. I Good mean, this guy's... I, so in searching, I noticed I can't really tell if we're if we have the music or not, because I, I can't just play it on my computer loudly while you're talking, oh. and I can't hear you, and then it maybe gets picked up by the yeah. mic and everything. But I, I'm trying to watch the beginning of a high-stakes poker episode, and you see the back of Kim Holtman, and he's got two QR codes on there, which I'm sure take you to affiliate links. where of he course. Like, this guy's grinding the affiliate links super hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where all his money's made. Fair enough. That's, that's reasonable. Anyway, let's not spend any more time on this. Let's talk about who suggested the hand... I'll tell you, two people, they did it on Discord. It's Casper. Yeah. 
That's almost certainly Casper Kwok. One of the greats. Yeah. One of the true greats. Ryan S. Yeah. Not Ryan Air for you Europeans. Ryan S. Yeah. All, all the Europeans, if you say Ryan, they're like, Ryan Air? Like, yeah. No, no. We're American. We're talking about like a guy. Yeah. Who's got a baseball hat on usually if he's named Ryan. Like, but he owns an airline in <laughs> America, does. obviously. Yeah. Ryan S. Air. Is Ryan yeah. one of the most baseball heady names? Brock is pretty baseball heady. I guess. Uh, what? I'm not, I'm not seeing it as much as Ryan. Ryan, yeah. Kevin, that's a baseball heady name. Kevin is much better than either Ryan or Brock. Kevin okay. is the baseball heady? Kevin's the baseball heady name. Scott is pretty good, too. Um, but, yeah. Okay. But this is just about people we knew. When we were How about Danny? Him. Danny Sprung. Danny Sprung? Is, he, is that a baseball heady no. name? Maybe, what if it was just Danny? That's more baseball heady than nah, Danny Sprung. But, but still not baseball Danny heady. Sprung, as many of you know, is one of our solvers. Uh, but we did no solver work on this one because it's, uh, it's multi-way for too long. Right. But he did still suggest the hand along with Ryan S. and Casper. Yeah. Quality, quality group of fellas right there. Wow, you're just giving Ryan S. all the credit. It's just, a, uh, I mean, it's guilt by association for him, really. I mean, not, no offense to Ryan S., but right now you're a jag, man. You're no one. You're jag, which yeah. means just a guy. Um, you, until you make more suggestions, you're not in the Casper, you're not in the Danny Sprung of range. Not. He but we do that. appreciate we do appreciate that you're beginning here. By the know? way, we like that. Are we assuming Ryan is male? Could Ryan be a female name? I suppose could, could be, be right, but I don't really know. I haven't okay. ever. Well, I'm just saying R Y A N. So I mean, I think that's mostly male. Mostly male. R Y E N would be a little more in play, right? I suppose. I don't sure. Know if, I don't know if I've ever known of this. A, is this is good podcast material? Well, you, I, I'm jealous of the audience that they get to. The, you're the one. Who, the first time you're the one who this. brought that up. Yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, it's my fault. You threw me under the bus by saying, you know, talk about stuff while I look stuff up, and now I'm forced to talk about the idiots who suggest. And now I can't even really look it up, or else we have to just completely exactly. Stop talking. So it's just been a waste of like seven or eight minutes. There's no wastes on this podcast. No. Every hey, let's cut this. We'll just cut this. Oh somewhere. yeah, we're gonna cut it. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to refuse to the listeners all of the value that they receive from the little tidbits that we don't even know we're giving them. We're, just, I mean, we're basically just like, as we walk down the street, freaking stars fly off of us like in a Mario World type uh, scenario, and they can pick them up and get boosted and stuff just like without that. us even knowing. I kind of like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't want to refuse to the listeners anything. Yeah. Certainly not this. Okay. So. so I couldn't think of the word that I was thinking. <laughs> nope. Trying to find. Still can't. Well, what is it? Um, well, you could say we wouldn't want to... Deny. That's better. Yeah, that would be the easy one. Yeah, sorry. You could even say refuse the listeners, but refuse to the listeners is really, really a gravelly, gravelly journey. You know what I'm saying? Gravelly journey. Yeah, it was a little rough. A little rough. I think now we both have made mistakes. Nope, nope. I'm, I went further along. You went backwards. All right, Boker, man. Um, <laughs> you got me on that. Yeah. Boker! Kim Altman playing poker. He might not even know what poker is. This kid can't even spell poker. <laughs> I actually cannot. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder how much poker this guy plays because um, he was non-existent on Hendon, right? Here's what I can tell you. In his profile on Poker News, they say he started playing in 2006, 2007. He's playing free rolls and slowly worked his way up. But they don't talk about any success at all that he's had. And they don't mention and he's not on Hendon at all. So I don't know what that means. Well, if he's not on Hendon, that means he probably isn't that successful if his origin story includes free rolls, which is a tournament. Yeah. So that, that mean, means he's less likely well, to be like a cash game pro. It could be that he like started playing free rolls, got some money there, and then played cash. Yeah, it, that could People be. do that. It could be. Um, but he's not a cash game crusher because we figure we would probably know that. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes guys crop up that I don't know. And then like they probably four, would have mentioned the and Poker then 4% News article. Of the audience is like, "How did you not know about this obscure?" Poker News didn't mention it though. Yeah, I'm saying like it seems. Like, I think he's a casino streamer who's like sees this as an advertising opportunity. So they must really do pretty good affiliate deals for these casinos. <laughs> like for him to be playing on high stakes poker, he's it's not like he's completely crushing YouTube. He's doing pretty well. He's not doing that well. Yeah, but he's not like. He's nowhere near like I'm a YouTube millionaire level. You would think so. This is why I think he's probably just wealthy anyway. Maybe so. Because I don't know what else could be going on here. But all, uh, but so all of this to say, I think in this hand, we should probably view him as one of the whales, like the way yes. they bring in people. Like even if he's not a whale financially, he's that player that they bring in who is not supposed to be a pro. Right. Like, congratulations. You guys get to play against this guy sometimes instead of just the Doyles and the Phils and the Patricks. Right. You get to play against Dr. Nasir or whatever yeah. it was from season one. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Bob Safai. Guys like that. Bob Safai. Oh, Bob Safai. What happened to you? There's another high stakes poker anecdote. There is the whole, like, multiple episodes where Bob Safai kept talking about how he had to catch a plane. And Gabe Kaplan kept mentioning it. Like, Bob Safai keeps talking about how he has to catch a jet, and he's always, like, half out of his seat, but he just keeps playing the next oh, really? hand over and over and over again. At all. Yeah. Oh, well. Good old Bob Safai. Anyway, so let's talk about this hand. Uh, do we have to? Yes. Can we just start a casino streaming YouTube instead and make more money? It sounds like such a bad way to live. It does. I don't want to do that. I choose no. Okay, fine. I'll do it myself. Okay. Start all right. your own fucking channel. Start your own fucking podcast. Do we have to use... I'm doing this myself. Do we have to use curse words? I would like you to no longer speak for the rest of this podcast. This is a Levy-only podcast for the rest of this episode. That's your punishment for being you. You call that a punishment? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I like to do as little as possible in my life. You know that. You talk constantly. (laughs) Only when I want to. Right, but you always want to. Not now. You always want to be heard. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> See, I turned it on you. <laughs> I made you think you complimented me, but really, you were trying to be mean. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, that's true. I made you think I complimented. I did mean to be mean. So now you admit that. I am. Now, now, that's all, now that's just part of posterity. You've definitely proven, though, that you don't want to be heard and don't have a, want, want people to hear you talk constantly, though. I'm not letting that's you manipulate job. me. Let's talk you about the great. hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, track switch. All right, talking about the hand. Why are you this way? See, I'm talking about the hand, and you. Why are you always gotcha journalismming me? <laughs> you need it. You need to be held in check. By you're who? you're a little bit agog of the situation. I'm pretty sure that's the wrong word. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, but still, you've run agog of the situation. There you go. I fixed it. All right, come on, let's go. Hand. I feel bad for the listeners. It's been too long. I don't feel bad for them. I do. I do. Whatever listeners we have left, they are they're upset. Like the, the opening wasn't worth it. It was not funny enough from the listener's point of view. Obviously. You don't know that. No, $200, I never... $400. Oh, okay. Are the blinds because it's air quotes, high stakes poker, my ass. Like, oh, come on. Jesus, you're coming so hard. I, why don't you look up what the stakes in season one of high stakes poker were? Oh, why, God, why I because I want to know if they actually ever yeah, wore okay. this low. Okay. Um, we got Daniel Negreanu. He was in high stakes poker season one. As we mentioned, he bought in for $1 million. That is not the case here. He's not trying to flex those muscles anymore. Everybody knows he's got buku bucks, as people are saying these days. He has $110,000 in the cutoff and uh, 6-4 of diamonds. So he's going to open to 1600 Do you have any issue with his open? Sorry, I was trying to look up the other thing. I That's need a moment. That's totally fine. You're asking me uh, $1,600. So he 4 is it. Yeah, not the sizing, but the opening of 6-4 of diamonds in the cutoff. Is that oh. a problem in any way to you? Uh, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I mean, either. It's fine. 
All right, we got uh, we got our casino streamer on the button, Holtman. Yep. Kim Holtman, right? Yes. $81,000. He's from Sweden. He's going to be the effective stack. Okay. Got queen jack off, queen of clubs, jack of spades. He is going to call. We'll discuss after. It seems like you figured something out. Did nope. you? No? Okay. Nope. I've just stopped looking because I'm focusing on the hand. Now. All right, let's give up then. We're going to yep. give up on the high stakes poker season Sounds one thing. great. Giving up on everything. Do you think this is better as a three bet than a call? I think it is better as a three bet than a call a lot of the time. I think we should call sometimes with this hand in this spot, but I think mostly we should be three betting it. Especially with Negreanu, who's probably opening pretty wide in the cutoff. Yeah, no, I don't think we should be. I mean, look, if someone opens an earlier position, I think we should mostly be folding this hand. Well, of course. It can't be that bad to call on the button with this hand, though. Like, uh, to be clear, like, I don't hate this call by any means at all. I think it's also easy for us to, you and me especially, to default to, like, we should be three betting. Like, we love to say that. Um, We should definitely three bet this hand at least sometimes against Negreanu. But playing this hand in position against the cutoff open can't be that bad. It just can't be. Yep. I agree. He calls. Small blind folds. Doyle Brunson is in the big blind. Somehow, in high-stakes poker in 2022. Would you have guessed that in 2006 when Doyle Brunson was already like pretty old playing on high-stakes poker that in the year 2022, Doyle Brunson would be playing on high-stakes poker? I probably wouldn't have guessed it in 2016, let alone 2006, when he's like already in the wheelchair yeah. and looking pretty old. You right. know? He's pretty old. He just keeps on ticking. Good for him. That keeps on playing. Hey, how weird is it that this, this cowboy dude, his nickname is Dolly. Yeah. Why don't we ever talk about that? Dolly, you'd think that would be something he would really have a problem with, but nope. Like as a challenge to his masculinity? Yeah. Maybe because it's, it's Texas Dolly, but like still Dolly. You would think that would be the thing like a lot of cowboys wouldn't be super Maybe into. it's like wearing a pink shirt where it's like it, it accentuates your masculinity. Mm. Like, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Anyway, the pot is 6,400 after Doyle calls. He has 8-9 off in the big blind. Okay. Got a call. Got a call. I think at that point. The flop is six of spades, nine of spades, ten of spades, all spades. Uh, Everybody connects a little bit. Yeah. Doyle has eight, nine with the eight of spades. Holtman has queen jack with the jack of spades. So he's got uh, open ender, two overs, and the third nut flush draw. Yep. Uh, Fourth nut flush draw, excuse me. And uh, Daniel has six, four. So not not that good, really. Daniel's got the shitty, the really shitty. He's got a pair, but it's not that good. Sometimes he's ahead. Yeah. Not that often. Doyle's going to check. Yeah. Could you argue leading with this hand? Oh, as Doyle. Yeah. I think you really could. This is, this is the kind of board. This is the kind of hand we really could do that with pretty reasonably. Yeah. Um, I'd be pretty concerned that it's going to check through a lot, too, on this board. Right? Like, Checking 10, 9, through 6, is, all spades. It's, it's not the end of the world if it checks through when we have this hand. It's, it's not okay. the end of the world, but, like, I wouldn't mind, you know, denying equity defining stuff a little bit, taking yeah. the lead. All that stuff isn't bad. It's hard for us to ever improve and ever get action from something that's losing to us, mm-hmm. right? It's really hard. It's possible, I guess, someone has a set, but it's really hard. It's hard for someone to raise us unless they have... I guess the bluff is the ace of spades, but besides that, there aren't that many natural plays here. Yeah. Right? Um, except the nuts. Right. The nut flush, I should say. Not the nuts, but the nut flush. I guess, no, it is the nuts because we, we have the ace of spades in our hand. Um, I don't know. So we're not going to get raised that often anyway. Us leading is pretty strong. Like, we can absolutely have a flush here, we, and we should probably lead a flush sometimes if we're going to lead this. Yeah. Um, we can have straights here. We can have other things. We could have, like, a set of sixes in theory mm-hmm. and do that too, and it wouldn't be crazy to lead any of those hands. So I like, I like the idea of leading at least some of the time. Yeah. 
You wouldn't consider it without the eight of spades, though, right? That is correct. Yeah. feels like we have to have the eight of spades. We need a little backup when called. Right. Checking is totally fine, though, also, yeah. I think. Yeah, we can check call comfortably. If it checks through and a brick comes on the turn, we can bet. That's fine. Yeah. No big deal. If we improve, mostly we have to check, though. That is our problem, unless it's an offsuit seven or a nine. I think yeah. we mostly have to check, but that's okay. Yeah. We're almost always going to win in that spot, so it's not too bad. Not in this case. Well, not, not, if, a spade come, not if a spade comes. Yeah. Offsuit seven, we probably win, though, huh? It would probably win, unless, probably. unless another spade came. What if it's the seven of spades? Do we win then? I With guess. With a straight flush? Is a straight flush good? Depends on the rules. Straight flush good? That's what I'm going to start doing when I, um, when I have a really big hand after someone calls. I'm going to turn my hand and be like, is quads good? I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> kind of angrily. Yeah. Is quads good? Like, look at him. Like you're, kind of, like you're call, kind of calling him a piece of shit yeah. for just even existing. <laughs> exactly. Just like being in the hand How with you. How dare you call me? <laughs> Let me ask you this. How about a straight flush? Do I get to win the pot? Like that. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just mean, just being mean. Yeah, like you, like yeah. you are to me. Yeah. Um, all right. So Doyle checks. Yeah, okay. How do you approach this as Negrano? Do you just kind of give up on this hand? You have a pair, but it's six, nine, ten all spades. You have six, four of diamonds. Do you just decide to be done with it? Or what do you do? I'm pretty interested in checking. I got to yeah. tell you, like, it's hard to fold out everybody, right? Yeah. This doesn't really connect with our range. Even if you could, I guess you could argue, I'm Daniel Negreanu. I've got all the blah, blah, blah. It is the cutoff range. So, I it mean, like, that he's too. got some of these hands. But still, like, this connects better with their range than ours, for sure. This is a range disadvantage board for us. Probably. We're three-handed. We're out of position. We have a pair. We might have the best hand. Checking, I mean, the only reason to bet really is to deny equity, right? I, mean, I guess we could bluff, but are we ever, we're never going to get a, a better hand to fold. For one bet. Well, maybe anyway. we can actually win the pot sometimes by betting where we sometimes would not be able to. Like, I don't know anything about Holtman. Yeah. Of course. Um, but it's possible that betting may, means that, like, either Holtman will call or fold. Whereas if we check, he will bet a lot of the time. And are we, we'll probably check folding, right? Like, why are yeah. we going to check call with this? I think this we hand? have to check fold if we're checking. So if we bet, which Daniel does, he bets 1,500 to 6,400. Very, very small. So what I think his intention is is to, to say, like, this is a way that I can actually win this pot sometimes, right? Like, either both guys fold now, which is great. Yep. Or I get the opportunity to win in the future if things work out well. Like, it's possible that I can still win this hand by betting. Whereas if you check and Holtman bets, it's over. You're not, you're right. not playing. Right. Um, that's probably true. He gives himself an unbelievable price. So he's basically saying, if you just don't have anything that connects, if you both have like queen, uh, not queen jack, sorry, king jack of red type of hands, you know, ace deuce of hearts or whatever, you just fold and like go away. But I don't know if this price is still going to fold out enough that this is profitable. I mean, he's only, he's betting less than a quarter of the pot. Yeah. It just feels like it's so hard to get both guys to fold. So, so, so hard. Well, he keeps his hand alive, though, at the same right. time. To your point, yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, he gives him opportunities in the future. He sometimes has the best hand. In fact, has the second best hand right now. Which is almost the best hand. <laughs> exactly. So close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I, my inclination would be to check most of the time here. Yeah, I think I would, too, and just check fold. Yeah. And like, if it checks through, like, sweet. Maybe I can bet the turn on really, really innocuous turn cards, or if I improve. Sixes and lower, we can bet that aren't spades, right? Yeah. That's what we can bet. Everything else is almost certainly a check. Right. And maybe it'll check down, and I can win, even in those cases. Sometimes, that'd be great. Yeah. But that's not Daniel's plan. 
What should Holtman's plan be? Should he be considering a raise here? Six, nine, ten, all spades. He's got Queen Jack with the Jack of Spades. I don't think he should. I think the Jack of Spades is not good enough to raise with. But Even with Daniel sizing? I mean, it's possible Daniel's doing this with hands that he can then come right back hard at us with, too, right? Like, wouldn't it suck to get bluffed off this hand? Now, we're probably getting bluffed off by the Ace of Spades if we're getting bluffed, right? But we still have some outs against the Ace of Spades. Like, we're not dead. We're not dead, but we're not in great shape. We're not in great shape. It's true. But we have what? We got four. We got ten outs. Mm. Ten outs is a lot. I think you're making an opposite argument, actually. Yeah. The times that Negron with three butts, he either has us crushed or he has the Ace of Spades. Right. And we're doing terribly against that range. We are. So maybe maybe it's fine just to generate some Uh, fold equity now with a no-showdown hand and get the information that we need That's where it's fair. like, hey, we just get to fold this hand and not like bluff further. Here's the problem. I think you actually make a great point. I agree with you, to be clear. Um, the problem is Daniel actually choosing to bet this board, if we can be blind to his hand for a second. Yeah. Knowing what he has changes it, but being blind to his hand feels pretty strong. Like, What do you think the weakest value you would expect him to have is? I wouldn't really call what he has value. It's more like... no. Pot control. It's not value. It's something. something. It's not value. I think ace nine is maybe the weakest. Maybe you could have two eights with the eight of spades. Maybe. 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 But ace nine feels like I could see him betting that for value, like deny equity, whatever. You know, I probably have the best hand kind of a thing. Okay. What do you think? Yeah, I probably would have gone a little better. Oh, yeah. Like tens. Yeah. But maybe maybe the sizing changes that. I don't know. Mm. Like if you if you had bet three k, I think it would be like ten plus. Maybe, but since you bet fifteen hundred, maybe that changes things. Maybe. Hmm. Um, I think you make a really good point, though. A raise makes a lot of sense. Okay, so here's the opposite. Here's the two sides. A raise makes a sense because if we get three bet, we can probably fold comfortably anyway. Yeah. I like that point. Um, if Negranu's betting. Choosing to bet three ways on this board, maybe he's strong enough and his range is strong enough that a raise is not a good idea. Because we need fold equity to make a raise make sense. Absolutely. And it turns out we do have fold equity here, I assume. We we would win this hand right now if we raised. I have to believe that's true. Um, Especially being the amateur, by the way. Right. Where now it looks like we probably have, like, a flush. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot. Yeah. Um, And strong equity against whatever they'd be calling with anyway, right? Even if they didn't. Like, Daniel can't call a 6-4, even if he's ahead. He's in terrible shape. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so these are the opposite. These are, this is the tension, mm-hmm. those two things. I think being on the button, I might be inclined to call a little bit more. One, I get to see what Doyle does. Yeah. Doyle may still not lay down and die. Yeah, he, he, might, might, have, a, he might have a big hand. It's possible. Um, two, being in position means if Negreanu gives up on the turn, I can take my shot. Yeah. So I, I sort of get to preserve all that while keeping it all cheap. Mm -hmm. So I don't hate a call here at all, but I'm open to the raise too because of what you said. Yeah. Yeah. I think you you just can't fold. Folding would be insane. Yeah, it would would be like um, not getting your slot bonus, you know, when when it was obviously readily available to you. It's right there. Yeah. Take the bonus. Like you just have to click the button six times really fast and you get the bonus and it's like the expected value is off the charts. I mean, there's a playthrough. There's always a playthrough. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. And Holman knows you've got to take the bonus. Right. He knows. He knows. He's a pro. All right. So he's going to call. Okay. Which is fine. Doyle's in a slightly weird spot. I, it feels like he's not either ahead or has that much equity that often with this hand. Eight of spades, nine on the six of spades, nine yeah. of spades, ten of spades board. But he ap- actually happens to have the most equity and the best hand. 
It's weird yeah. that he has both those things. It's pretty darn weird, even. It's weird he has the most equity, actually. I know he's got a pair and the eight of spades, but you would th- I would have guessed Holtman had more without being able to see it. So well, let me double check that. He's got the overs, he can make pairs, and he's got spades. It's pretty good. Anyway, what I'm going to say is this. I think because it's so cheap, Doyle can call here without it being too much of a problem. Yeah, I was wrong. Holtman oh, yeah. has more Holtman equity. Does. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is it close? No. Okay. 58-33. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Still, I think as Doyle, for 1500 it'd be a little absurd to just throw a hand away right now with a straight flush draw, a pair. Like, we might have the best hand. We have at least one out to the winner. And maybe maybe everything just shuts down on the turn. That's going to happen a lot. Yeah. I think we just have to call for 1500 If If d made it 3500 and uh, Holtman called, we could really consider folding. This whole, I mean, I don't know anything about Holtman. This all hurts that we don't know anything about Holtman. But like, it feels like Holtman's probably pretty capped here. Like He doesn't mm-hmm. have too many flushes, right? Right. He may have bigger spades, though, like, like he does, which, yeah. which does cut down on a lot of our future equity. But it's only 1500 We don't need to have a lot of future equity. Right. But my question is, is Negreanu's sizing in any way transparent? I don't know that Because if it is, this is a golden opportunity for a race. Ah. Because Holtman is likely to be capped without mm-hmm. knowing anything about him. I would expect right. he's pretty capped. Um, Negreanu is probably not going to be sizing his entire range at 1,500, right? I don't know. He might be. Maybe he is. He, I mean, he did a lot of GTO work. Yeah, like maybe. Like a lot. Maybe he is. That's the question. But you make a really good point. If he isn't, this might be a good opportunity. By the way, if he is, this still might be a good opportunity, If um, depending on how much of his range he's really betting. But I assume he's betting like a reasonable... He's doing this all pretty reasonably. And probably his frequencies are pretty on, on point here in terms of both sizing and yeah. bet frequency. And if that's true, then, then we shouldn't be able to glean anything from this. And the reason to raise would be that it's hard to, to navigate further unless we make the straight flush or trips as yeah. Doyle in the hand. Um, and we have relevant blockers. You know, We block the straight. We block the flush draw and the flush. Well, the flush mostly. Um, and we block 9-10 and we block sets of nines. That's all pretty good. Yeah. I think as Doyle, if we call here... If we choose to do that, one of the things we're looking for on the turn is if, it, um, if Daniel bets again, like, we're never going to overcall the turn, right? Never. Unless we improve. We're probably not going to just plain call the turn most of the time. Well, we might with Daniel specifically, because Daniel could be betting the ace of spades twice, right? He could. Um, but Holtman probably... If, if Daniel checks and Holtman bets, I think we should be much more leaning towards a fold, because A, we still have Daniel behind us instead mm-hmm. of Holtman having folded already. We're never going to overcall, like we said. Um, and B, Holman may have been more apt to have taken to raising the flop with the ace of spades anyway. Yeah. Um, so I'd feel a little more comfortable calling uh, Daniel's bet if I was Doyle with all these outs in theory. I mean, it depends, on, depends on sizing. I of mean, course. If, if, but I would be pretty open to it, though. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Anyway, Doyle calls. Can't be so bad closing the action, getting such a great price. I don't see how it could be bad. Same thing with clicking the link in the description to go to nitrogen. That if, can't be bad. If you're closing the action, getting good Which price. Which you are. As, as the listener, it's like you're on the button. Like, we're in early position, and you get to, like, react to what we do. You know? That's a pretty good deal for you. It's an incredible deal for you. Just like the Poker Guys monthly tournament on nitrogen. Whoa. Yeah. Last Sunday of every month. Hitty, hitty, hit us up there. It's going to be great. I tried to do a new thing. I didn't like no, it. No, I, I, it was great. Yeah, do it more. I got the ace of jacks and the ace of diamonds. I ain't going back. There it is. It's back. These ladies ain't ladies unless they are ladies. God will take play high stakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That yeah. song's about nitrogen sports. 
It is now. Yeah. They've reappropriated it. And good for them. They deserve it because, you know, they have sports betting, they have casino games, they do special stuff for people who use the link that's not just that tournament, which is by the only way, the only way you get to access that tournament is and using I, the link. And I did just get a, um, a message from the marketing manager at Nitrogen that they haven't just appropriated the High Stakes Poker song, but they're actually getting a bunch of the players. So Patrick Antonius, Phil Ivey, Dan Granu, Gus Hansen. Brunson, Gus Hansen, David Benjamin. A younger David Benjamin, of course. Uh, Gila Liberté. They're all going to be playing on Nitrogen in this tournament that you're talking about. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> but it could have been. It was plausible. Sort of. I mean, in some universe. If there's multiple universes, it's true. Somewhere. I mean, if, you, if there's a million billion universes, there's some monkey writing Shakespeare <laughs> somewhere, man. Exactly, bro. That's, what they, that's the philosophy of Nitrogen. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you believe it? Like... Do you ever think about how, like, we could all be, like, in someone's, like, thumbnail? But then, like, in our thumbnail, there could be, like, universes. Yeah, and then in one of those, though, there's a monkey writing Shakespeare. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there would have to be, bro. Yeah, just because of, you know, numbers. Yeah, it's fucking large numbers, man. Yeah. Large number theory. Yeah. Anything you conceptualize is real. It's like Rule 34. Anyway, Nitrogen Sports. Rule 34. It's the same thing. (laughs) All right. We'll see you there. Okay. Use the link. Okay. $10,900 in the pot. Yeah. We've got Negreanu as the antagonist or the protagonist, perhaps. Yes. Six, four of diamonds, six, nine, ten, all spades on the board. Doyle's got eight, nine with the eight of spades. Holtman on the button has queen jack with the jack of spades. The turn is the ace of spades, bringing a flush for Doyle and Holtman. Yes. All right. Here we go. Things are going to get strange. Yeah, they are. Doyle's going to check. I don't see what else you could do within the eight high flush. Doyle's like, I'm going to need everyone to check this through the rest of the way, or I'm going to need the seven of spades to come on the river. Yeah. Because that's the only way this is going to work out for me. As Negrano, you're done with the hand, right? Yes. Check, go home, million, order order some tacos, whatever. A million times done. I mean, come on. Negrano bets 5,500. <laughs> Why? Why does he do that? This is a great question, because if you're talking about how Daniel studied GTO, maybe there's some GTO concept that I'm not thinking of that he's using here, but it feels like he doesn't have any of the relevant things in his hand that you want to have. I will say this, too. Any spade besides the ace of spades, or the seven of spades or the ace of spades, feels like a better spade to continue on if you're Negreanu than the ace. Yeah. If you, the ace of spades is the card that most likely you would have been raised with. Right. So these other guys have king of spades in their range easily. Yeah. Wouldn't have raised you with that, but the ace of spades on the flop, Doyle or Holtman might have taken an aggressive this is, action. This is a very good point. So what you mean to say is that you can't remove the nut flush from their range now. As right. you, if a different spade came, you could at least some of the time. Yeah, but like where and we have very natural continues with the ace of spades on the flop. Mm-hmm. Now the king of spades too. I think you could argue. Yeah, bet the king of spades, but we would. It, it just feels like the wrong spot to bet. Maybe if, like maybe if spot. we were heads up, we could make it the case for but we have two opponents yeah. like at least one of them has a flush almost all the time right yeah now we're repping we're clearly repping the king of spades here right that is the only thing we're repping if we had the queen of spades we would check i think is it uh, like the sizing makes this not true but like it, in a similar philosophy to what was happening on the flop if negrano would bet smaller again like 3300 or something do you think that could plausibly be a set trying to set the price for the river or something um the problem maybe but I don't think so because these guys can both have the king of spades and could raise right now. Yeah. And now you're just charging yourself even more. Right. Because right? Doyle's going to make it. You make it 3,300 instead of 55. 
and Doyle makes it fucking twenty two thousand. Right. Know? And now it's like, well, now I have to pay twenty two thousand to get through. If I check and Holtman has the King of Spades, he might bet six thousand. Yeah. But okay. Right. Know, I'm calling. Yeah. Sucks, but I'm calling. So what is what do you think is going on here? Why is Negreanu betting with this hand? Um, okay. Let's go over a few possibilities. One is he may think that oh, this is hard. Okay. These guys could have a lot of different hands on the flop when they call, right? Like, Daniel bet very small. Yeah. So they could have pairs. They could have not just straight draws. They'd have to have some spades with their straight draws, um, but like they do. Uh, but they could have just, like, a 10. Doyle could have... Doyle can't just have, like, a 9, a naked 9 himself, but he can have a 9 in some other medium-type hand, like he does, actually. Um, maybe Negreanu thinks, like, he's going to get two folds a lot because of these sort of, like... He bets so little, a lot of middling hands called. Mm-hmm. So maybe he thinks, like, I'm just going to rep the king of spades. If they, if they don't fold now, I'm done. But, like, if I, can get, I might get this through enough of the time. He bets 55 into, what, 10-9, so he bets half the pot. So it only has to work one out of every three times. It might work one out of every three times. Feels, like, I don't ambitious. Think, I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't love it. I would be checking this. I would have I checked the flop. I would have checked the turn. Yeah. Personally. It's... Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I can't, I wish I could think of something better to justify it because I, obviously yeah. Negreanu is not a fish. Of course not. Yeah. It just no, no, feels, no. It's, this is a fishy line so far. Okay. Is it possible he like looks at Holtman and can get some reads on him because he's up against effectively an amateur here and he's like, okay, this guy is not in love with his hand. So that's one guy down. Yeah. So now I just have to get it through Doyle. Okay. Doyle can have the king of spades and the queen of spades a little bit, but he's got a lot of other spades. Doyle could have, you know, Jack nine with no spades or right. any 10 with no spades. Right. Yeah. Or a medium spade like he has. Yeah. And, like, and so I can get this through a lot. So if you can eliminate Holtman from Negrano's point of view, it's, it can't be that bad. Like you were saying, it's almost heads up now. Yeah. And now if it's almost heads up, we can probably bet and get it through one out of every three times. So maybe that's part of what's going on. Maybe. It just feels like there's no combinatorial value to his play. Now, I don't know what combo there is value to it on a board like this. So I guess you just pick a random combo and it's fine. Because I mean, like, there's block, no such thing We block as, a set of sixes. That's the one thing we do, which yeah. is the set most likely for these other two guys to have. So maybe that's good. It's good. It's a little good. It doesn't like, feel great. Because you can't block flushes, right? You either have a flush or you don't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's no... Which I guess does block other flushes, but it's not, that's well, not, not really how you think about uh, yeah. it. Yeah, if you have the... F- yeah. It, it, I guess having the six, a six in your hand is, not, is, is actually a reasonable blocker here. A little bit. Yeah. Like, it's hard to come up with... I guess having a seven or eight in your hand, you could be blocking a straight. And they're going to fold a straight. Though, yeah, you're turn, more likely so. to get called by a set than a straight. Yeah, you are. So, so maybe a six is the best blocker yeah. if you think about it for, in that way. Maybe it is. Now, maybe it's things like having two red queens is pretty good, too, because we block king-queen a little bit, at least. I mean, I don't... And the positionally, it's... The ranges aren't condensed enough to be worried about blocking specifically yeah. king-queen versus other kings, I don't think. Yeah. Especially with Doyle. Well, we could block king-queen, we could block queen-jack. We, that's it, though. That's really all we're blocking. Yeah. It's not that big a deal. No. All right. Maybe a six is the best blocker. Maybe. So he's like, well, I have to bluff sometimes... Here's a hand that basically has no chance to win yeah. and has a pretty good blocker. So I'm going to take a shot. And I think, and maybe I, bonus, I think Holtman's weak. Yeah. And it's going to fold a lot. That's a pretty good combination. Yeah. Then. I mean, you know what? That's, that's fair. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm coming around uh, a little too. bit. Me too. Maybe this is fine. Yeah. Maybe this is better than fine. Maybe this is good. Maybe from a GTO perspective, uh, a yeah. six is the ultimate bluff okay. hand. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Didn't love the plot bet, but I'm, I really have swung fully. So yeah. Like this is probably okay. At least. 
Yeah. Although overall, probably not something you should ever do. But maybe if you only do it with one type of hand, which is a six, then right. it's then it's okay. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I think. Me too. Is Holtman? Uh, I think you, all of you audience members will know what's going to happen next with these two players. Holtman's going to call. Yes, you're right. Good job. <laughs> what else could you do? It seems hard to fold. Yeah, and you have you have the jack of spades. You can't raise with the jack of spades. You can't raise. I mean. I guess you have to call. You have Doyle behind you, Daniel Bet again, but it feels like a little you crazy to just fold. fold. You cannot this fold early, yet. Right. No. I and mean, what worse hands is Daniel betting? For value? Sure. Um, he's probably not betting any worse Zero. hands. Zero. What you, bluffs does he have? I don't know. That's hard to come up with. But I don't think you can, like, it's one of those things where you just have to call with a certain amount of hands, and this probably is too good to fold. Um, probably. We also have Doyle behind us still. We do. But Just Doyle, saying, there's, there's some pretty good reasons to throw your hand away right now. Yeah. We do have the third nuts. Yeah. Well, a fa- a fourth nuts, I guess. Cause yeah, because it's seven, flush. eight of spades. But okay. Yeah. Um, so you would fold? I don't think I could actually find a fold here, but I'm wondering if we should. I'm wondering if it's actually... I'm glad you're... I feel like a lot of the times you would be advocating for I a agree. fold here. I agree. I feel like you right now. Um, yeah. I, and you feel like me. Yeah. This must feel good. It feels... I feel... Adorable. <laughs> you had to. You had to, huh? No, I'm just telling you. I'm being honest for once. I feel like my lungs have turned into crackers in a bad way, though. Not in a. It sounds lungs? good. It's not good. Yeah, like everything hurts. It hurts to breathe. It's almost a guarantee that I have a higher VO2 max than you, bro. You have a higher what? 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 VO2 max. Lung capacity for oxygen. Yeah, but like being your personality destroys you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You've been so mean. What today. are you talking? That's not mean. You're right. That that's was not actually, mean. No, you know what? That's called that's called constructive criticism. Exactly. Like, I'm looking out <laughs> for you. Being your personality <laughs> destroys people. <laughs> destroys you. Destroys you. Yeah. yeah. Um. That's yeah. That's me. Well, you you wouldn't want me to say that if I thought that. I don't understand. Oh, if I know you have cancer, I shouldn't mention it. I shouldn't mention it. Oh no no no. I know you're dying of brain cancer. I won't say a word. <laughs> <laughs> So my personality is like having brain cancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm trying to help you by telling you about your I do cracker feel, lung. It's called the cracker lung. Is this what Tony Robbins does? Is this why he's so popular? <laughs> is how he gets people to feel good about themselves? I think he also sells a lot of books, which yeah. helps. The books like contribute to the Are book. the books called the... like, fuck you, you're an idiot? <laughs> no, no, no. But that's the implication. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Anyway, point being, we're usually in opposite positions yeah, philosophically here where... Where I am going to advocate for a more exploitative fold, right. and you're going to be like, "Well, it's just too good of a hand to call with." Exactly, yeah, or to fold. Yeah. I feel like if we were heads up, we have to call. We don't love it, but we have to call with Doyle behind us. Negron deciding to bet again. It's hard to come up with bluffs. It we can't beat any value. I think we should at least strongly consider folding. I don't hate that conceptually. I don't. But I don't see myself against a player with any sort of like nuance to their game, which Negron clearly has. He does. You just. You just can't let yourself fold and be exploited. Like you get so mad when people get exploited by uh, by players who probably aren't even capable of these exploitations, right? Like, and they're you get mad when the player is right to fold be, because they're probably recognizing the player is incapable of these exploitations. We know Negreanu is capable of these things. I mean, we can see he's capable of these yeah. things. Yeah. Um, sure, he can turn up with some weird stuff where he's like, "I'm just kidding around." How many times has he said that? Yeah. Just fooling around. Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I agree Doyle behind is not great, but some of the time, at least, if Doyle has a better flush, he's going to lead the turn or yes. have led the flop. With the king of spades, he yeah. might lead the flop specifically. So now it's only the queen of spades. Oh, not only, but mostly the queen of spades that we'd have to worry about for yeah. Doyle. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, 
I don't know, man. Like, I'm just saying, if you were in high stakes poker and you were in the spot and you folded, I would be like, I get it. Yeah. I think it's pretty reasonable. No, I totally, I totally agree with that, but I think it is a superior play to call. Okay. Are you still not sure? I'm not. Yeah. I'm actually not sure with the jack of spades specifically. I yeah. don't love that Negron is betting again. I don't love that I've got Doyle behind me. I don't love that I have only the jack of spades. I don't think Negron is betting the queen of spades, but maybe. Maybe for 5,500 for a half pot. Right now, he's betting the queen of spades to sort of, quote, find out where he's at, even. Maybe. That's a weird decision. But maybe, maybe not find out where he's at, because I don't think that's what he's doing. But maybe to squeeze value, try and squeeze a little extra value well, out of I guess of he would be successfully doing that. He would. Anyway, I don't know for sure that this is a fold, but I think it's, it might be. I, I, too bad we don't have, we're not going to have solver work on this one because we're three-handed so yeah. much. Anyway, Holtman calls. Okay. And I think it's fine. You think it's probably fine, but also question it. Exactly. And as the audience knows, Doyle, of course, you're right, he folds. Yeah, he has Yeah, of course. We, I mean, he does have the one outer to the straight flush, but it's really not worth chasing that. Doyle ain't that dumb. He's no. not going to get four to one on a one outer. Yeah. You, you kind of just implied Doyle was dumb, but that's I fine. I just said he ain't that dumb. The, I said, how, how am he, I You said he ain't that dumb. You emphasize the <laughs> that. <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting point. You're mean to everybody. They, you know what they call Doyle, right? Cracker lung. <laughs> Cracker lung. Exactly. Yeah. All right. $21,900 in the pot now. Okay. Six of spades, nine of spades, ten of spades, ace of spades board. Negrano has six four of diamonds for the super diamond hand. Holtman has the jack of spades and his queen jack. So got the jack high flush. Mm-hmm. River is the six of hearts. Makes Negrano trips, which should never matter. Uh, it's interesting because Negrano's never ahead, right? Like, the only type of hand that Holman could have possibly called with that isn't a flush would have been a set on the turn. That's right. And so Negrano's never ahead. Okay. Could ever in a million years Holtman have 9 10? Exactly. I guess that seems like. I don't. Probably not. Think so. He's an amateur. Maybe he loses his mind a little bit, but yeah. probably not. Sets in nine ten are both very unlikely because he didn't raise the flop anyway. Right. You, I mean, I know it is all spades, but I think a lot of players are going to raise those hands. Yep. Well, especially with that, especially right. Yeah, and especially when uh, Daniel bets less than a quarter of the pot. Yeah, you're just like I can't just let Doyle's spade draw for free effectively. All right. So this is the best card in the deck for our hand rank, but does that matter? Um, no, we're losing anyway. We're Should this losing. just be a bailout by Negreanu once he gets called by either player on the turn? Well, okay, let's think about what Holtman has now. Okay, if he has a full house, we're never getting him to fold. We know that. He doesn't have very many full houses. No. I think we assume he's got a flush a lot. He at least still can have the king of spades. He, he certainly can. called with it. I think we assume he usually has queen, jack, or king of spades, yep, right? Yep, those, those like are his most likely pretty holdings. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Can we get any of those hands to fold if we bet again? Well, you wanted to fold the jack of spades in the turn a little bit, so... I did, but things have changed. With the board pairing? Yeah. Because our story becomes worse? Our story is now weird if we bet again. Now, maybe if we bet tiny, that's not true. But then can we get the jack of spades to fold if we bet tiny? There's probably an in-between number where we can have it all. But I don't think it, there's a big wide spectrum of number where, where we can make a bet that makes sense and get the jack of spades to fold. Yeah. So you think I'm we just have to shut that. it down? think so i think this is not the run out we were hoping for i think we were maybe thinking like hey if a if a non-board pairing card comes i can bomb the hell out of it rep the king of spades and it's going to be hard even with the jack or even the queen of spades to call because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only repping the king of spades here yeah um now we can't rep the king of spades if we bet a lot and if we bet a little maybe he'll find a call anyway he's an amateur 
Okay, well, Negreanu's going to bet. Okay. And he's going to bet a lot. Yes. 36K and a 21.9. Okay, well, so he's not repping anything. He's repping zero hands. Could he? This is, I mean, obviously I was informed by knowing what happens in the hand, but could he be trying to represent a full house here? Like, that's why I asked, like, if he had bet 3,300 on the turn, could he be repping a set that, like, is, is going slow and trying to keep the pot small type of thing? Oh, that's cool. Um, I don't think so. I just don't, I don't, certainly not betting 5,500, right? He bet half pot into two other players. He's never betting a set like that. I don't know. You wouldn't really expect him to show up with 6-4 of diamonds until we kind of hashed it out. But the difference is a set has real value and 6-4 doesn't. 6-4, we at least understand what's going on, right? Yeah. He's just desperately trying to win the pot. A set of nines or a set of tens isn't trying to get, I mean, sure, it's okay if everyone folds, but then you're already ahead. Yeah. So like, there's not, you're not really accomplishing anything there by betting. Right. Yeah. You're just, all you're doing is setting the price. If you have 5,500, you're not even really setting the price. Okay. Well, I think it's possible Negreanu could be repping the King of Spades still, because, like you really? said, because like you said, how does Holtman have a full house? Really, the be- the most likely full house would be quad sixes, which is not a full house, of yeah. course. And now there's only one combo, but of course we block even that. Yeah. Um, so there's that. That's true. But can we get called by the Queen of Spades when we bet 36k into 22? No. So we can't really be repping the king of spades. It doesn't make any sense. Well, this might be a player-dependent thing. Yeah. Negreanu might be thinking, okay, I'm ranging Holman as having the queen, jack, or king of spades. I hope it's not the king. Right. Uh, because he might consider calling this with the king. I think he should at least strongly consider calling with the king. Yeah. Uh, if it were Doyle, I wonder if Negreanu would just tap the table. I think he would. Yeah. I think he would, because Doyle is going to see through this in a heartbeat. I was going to be like, yeah, once in a while you have a weirdly played full house. Congratulations. Or you're making a sick value with the king of spades. But most of the time you have a shitty fucking hand because right. what the fuck are you doing? But, you know, we don't have to be incredulous about this play even if it doesn't make any sense from a story perspective because this is what pros used to do a lot more but are supposed to do in a lot of cases is figure out your opponent's weaknesses and exploit them. Mm-hmm. And Holtman may be a player who Daniel has read as being a guy who's kind of ABC and will be folding to a larger size with a lot of things, and maybe even the king of spades on right. a fair board. Well, with 36K, you are saying your king of spades is no good. Yeah. Right? Um, that's for sure. Again, the story makes zero sense if, it's the, if you're saying I have a full house, right. I think, or almost zero sense. Um, and so I don't know that we could ever reasonably expect a fold from a good player. Yeah. Holtman may not be a good player. He may be scared money, mm-hmm. even if he is pretty good. Um, 36,000 may be more than he's ever put into anything in his life, and, yeah. and here we are. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, you could be way off on that. Who knows? But I, I could be, but yeah. like he was playing five cent, ten cent free rolls. This was fifteen years ago, but like you know what I mean? Yeah. And he was, and like his biggest video ever is a twenty dollar slot hit. Not to say that he doesn't. He may be, uh, you know, worth millions and millions. I'm not saying he isn't. But even by the way, being worth five million dollars, thirty six thousand dollars, still worth, still a lot of money. Yeah. Still not like a, oh, I'm just going to call because whatever. That's not how you get to keep five million dollars by throwing thirty six thousand dollars around like it's nothing. Um, so there's, there's a lot of factors in play here that maybe makes this work for Daniel. Yeah. And I think this is a spot where Daniel knows the story is absurd. Like you said, he would probably, I really believe if it's Doyle, he's just checking. Yep. And, uh, against Holtman, he's like, I think I can get this through enough. Like, I don't know if I can get 20,000 through, but 36, now I might fold out all his spades and he has like no full houses. And having a six is probably the best blocker still because you block... I mean, you only you, bought quads. Yeah, but what else? Are you, that's the only thing you to block, right? Like you don't really think Holman has too many sets of nines or tens. Not too many. Very, yeah. very, very few. But I, yeah, it's 
it's very good. It's a very good spot um, for Daniel in terms of that. Yeah. On the other hand, the story is so insanely bad that even though I was saying I think we should maybe fold the turn, I can't imagine folding his hand on the river when Daniel bets 36000 This feels like... I, the only reason why I wouldn't snap calls to make it so he keeps doing this. Like, this feels like beyond obvious a call to me, really. Well, I don't know. I, I, don't, mean, I know you don't necessarily feel that way, but... I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. Now, if we think about it from a distribution perspective, which I think we have to against a player okay. like Negreanu, let's forget about story for a second. Cool. This is probably a fold. Right. Yeah, this is like the worst hand we ever have. Right? Like, we call the king of spades, the queen of spades is a maybe... We obviously, if we somehow have a full house, call those hands too. We, yeah, we probably have to call the Queen of Spades some of the time because we're, we're probably not calling the King of Spades that often on the tour. We're probably raising it a fair amount, yeah. right? So we have to call the Queen of Spades at least some of the time. But still, the Jack of Spades, as you're saying, is probably the worst hand we have anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so from that perspective, it's a fold. Um, yes. And from, from a similar perspective, like, as... Do, so you're... I feel like you, again, because you're always the guy who says, like, I know, like... It feels like a really bad time to bluff, but you have to have some bluffs, right, for a balanced perspective. So mm-hmm. what is the runner supposed to bluff with if not this? Right. It's incredibly hard to come up with bluffs here that make any sense. So maybe this is what your point is. Um, I wonder if 10-9 is actually a better bluff. Maybe. Um, again, I don't know if we ever have 10-9 because we have to bet the turn with 10-9. Yeah. We may never have it, so maybe... That's not a good point. Because we thought a six was a great bet on the turn if we really dive deep into it as like a, a bluff. Yeah, that's right. Um, so we're only, if we're only bluffing a six anyway on the turn. Yeah. So now we're picking our worst sixes on the river, I guess. I guess. Because we have to have a six that, that's the only way we even have a bluff is yeah. we have a six in our hand. This is the worst six we can pretty much show up with. Yeah. So maybe from Negrano's point of view, I have almost no combos of bluffs, but this is one of them. Yeah. But do you think he would do this against Patrick? No. And I think he still would be like, fuck GTO. GTO is not the way. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a useful tool. And, al- and ultimately, I think that's what he's doing here. Is, mm-hmm. is yes. like saying, like, I don't care if the story is bad. And right. like, this guy's going to fold. It's too much money. And he doesn't have any full houses in his range. So what's he going to do? He's not going to think it through well enough. I'm going to win. It is a good feeling, by the way, to like price somebody out of a pot, which, you know, in a cash game. Yeah. You know, like, I can remember doing that. I'm thinking of one particular hand from Planet Hollywood like three years ago. I don't know why it just hit me, but like where it was like blind versus blind. And I think we checked the preflop and he bet like we were playing a five five. He bet like ten dollars on the flop and 20 on the turn. And it was like some very just, you know, uncoordinated board. And I just made it one hundred dollars on the turn with absolutely nothing. And he called quickly. I was like, oh boy, here we go. And like some nothing card came over and I just went all in for like four, I don't know, however much money. Wow. It couldn't have been all in. What a random bluff. It couldn't have been all in. It was just, um, it was like, but it was like more than the pot. I got like one and a half times the pot or two times the pot or something like that. And he thought for a really long time it finally showed like one pair and folded. It was just because, and it was all because everything about him said he didn't actually think he was very strong. Yeah. Like everything about his, his manner, the way he was talking, the way he threw the chips in, even though him calling the raise was not great on the turn. But I just never thought he really was very strong. So I was like, eh. Well, th- this could be your answer right here, right? Yeah. Like Negreanu classically is good against amateurs. Exactly. Exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. So the, he might have really picked some stuff up. And this is what we were saying on the turn anyway, yeah. which may have led to him betting the turn. Yeah. Maybe the six was enough for him. But maybe he looked at him before he's weak. He's like, you're still weak. Yeah. The board's... Probably better for me than it was. Who cares about the story? Here's $36,000. Good luck. By the way, if you call, it's okay with me. I can afford it. But if you fold, I'm a god. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Let's, yeah. I think that's what happened. 
I think you're right. So, okay, having said all of that, on one level, I feel like I could, I could disagree with almost every decision Negreanu made post-flop. Yep. On another level, except for the flop bet, it's really hard for me to justify the flop yeah. bet. But turn in river, I think we can also really justify mm-hmm. these plays if he has any kind of a read on this guy. And he's been known to have reads, especially on amateurs. So yeah. I think it's reasonable to think he might have. Yeah, I think that's true. And again, he, this, the six may be, the bad six especially, may just be like the best bluffing hand for him yep. anyway, or the one he's going to pick. It all worked out together. Yeah, and Holtman got kind of unlucky that, that it all happened that way. Like, usually, Negreanu's probably has a hand he can check yep. the river with. And if Negreanu is going to take this combo and turn into bluffs against pros, too, he's probably not going to choose ridiculous sizing like this. He, like, right. un- he understands what the sizing means to different people. That's right. And yeah. it, that's great, if that's yeah. true. If he's like, against Patrick, I got about 18,000 yeah. here. But against this guy, 36 is just going to get so many more folds. Yeah. I may get more calls with Patrick when I bet 36. You probably would. Right. Like, you bet 18, you can have the king of spades. You yeah. bet 36, you can't right. if I'm Patrick, I don't think. Or yeah. you don't, almost never. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he just read the guy correctly. Fair enough. Fair enough. So maybe this is like a very skillful hand. And, it, and maybe it's using GTO stuff, but maybe it's just like, I got to read. I can go with it. And that, that's made me untold millions in my life. Right. Good for him. Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. That's cool. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make.